Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Vibrarian Show. My name is Joelle, and I'm your host, the Vibrarian. And every Thursday, I'm here for a little bit of conversational elevation. I uh, get to pick all kinds of interesting topics to talk about and uh, bring on friends and colleagues who also enjoy talking about those same things. And we get to have a discussion over the air that we share with you. You can always call in to the Vibrarian Show on our number, which is 646-668-8988 to join the conversation. If you want to contribute your story or ask a question, just press the pound one key so that I'll get a little indicator to bring you on the air, and I'll try to work you in as soon as possible. Our shows are available on iTunes. You can download this on a a weekly basis and listen to it on your commute. And also, you can check out the archive of our shows on the Vibrary YouTube channel. Now, in case you're curious about that word I'm saying, it is Vibrary and Vibrarian, because I'm all about high vibrational, uplifting, and enlightening information, something that's going to raise your energy to the highest level possible. Now, you can connect with me and the community that I'm building, which I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe, because your vibe does attract your tribe. And you can join me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm always looking for articles, pictures, happy moments, joyful tidbits to pass along to people. So if you see something that just grabs you and you want to amplify that message, please just tag me. Say Get Lifted or Good Vibe Tribe or At The Vibrarian and let me know, and I will definitely do my part to spread the good news as far as I possibly can. Join my Facebook community because I'm constantly putting out articles and information that come my way based on the topics that we discuss here from week to week. And plus there's just a really cool people who are connected through the page that share their knowledge and wisdom through that channel. I'm super fortunate for that. So enough of the housekeeping. Today on our adventure, you know, I always say this show is a cross between Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where we're searching for the mysterious and the X-Files because we believe that the truth is out there. Those are two of my favorite shows growing up, and I'm so excited to be able to have my own adventure on a weekly basis. Today's topic is near and dear to my heart because I am fascinated by the subject of past lives and reincarnation. And so the question I'm asking is, have you been here before? And if so, who were you? And my guest panelists today are joining me for this conversation, and I'm super excited because they have very unique perspectives about this. My guests are Ben Plowman and Paula Gore. I live in the Atlanta area, and I have met these two wonderful and amazing healers through my work here in the Atlanta community. They're kind of stalwarts in the Atlanta psychic community, and that's how I came to their awareness. And I've had both of them on my shows before to share their life story as to how they came into their current perspective and gifts. And so I'm really excited to have both Ben and Paula back for today's show. Ben, Paula, welcome to the Vibrarian Show. How are you today, Paula? Hey, Joelle. I'm great. Thanks for having me again on the show. Would you share with our guests just a little bit about who you are? Yes. Um, 
I'm Paula Gore, and here in Atlanta, and I am a singing shaman, a psychic, and a massage therapist. And I use sound with my voice um, as the vehicle for transformation in actually all three endeavors that I do. Okay, the singing shaman. I love saying that about you. <laughs> and Ben, Ben Plowman, you are the founder of the Sphere Innovation Group, which is up in North Georgia. And would you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? I sure will. Thank you so much for having me back. I had such a great time um, on your show before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, as you said, I'm Ben Plowman, a certified um, hypnotherapist, a certified life coach. And a and an active shaman, um, and I kind of everybody wants to know how these these three different modalities of work. I'm also a Reiki master, and and they all blend together. They, they all kind of come together when you get me. They all come to bear uh, for the issue that we're working on. So I find it extremely rewarding um, kind of endeavor that I'm working on. Now, both of you are dealing with helping people to heal through various pathways. Now, our subject today is past lives and reincarnation. So uh, as practitioners who are helping people in terms of determining areas where they need to heal, uh, let's start with you, Pollock. Would you share first how you understand the whole concept of past life and reincarnation? Yes. Um, First of all, I would have to start with my own personal experience, which um, brought me into the observation of myself going through past lives and also um, clients. uh, Every time I work with a client, um, I always encounter watching a movie of – there's some stuck trauma in their field, and I experience it as like watching a movie in their field of that trauma. Um, I first encountered uh, past lives and remembering in the 90s, and uh, it was it was profound. Um, it was as if it was as if uh, I was reenacting or remembering with feelings and everything what happened to me. Um, and in the remembering, the remembering seems to help to release the trauma. And uh, as a practitioner, um, what I notice or in terms of my gifts and how I, I affect someone who has, has past life trauma is... Um, as I as I experience something in their field or their physical body where trauma is held, um, I uh, <clears throat> as I watch this movie play out, I tell them about the experience. Some people um, begin to go uh, into experiencing what I'm saying, or they may experience it on an emotional level. Sometimes people don't have any experience of what I'm saying, but what I do notice is that regardless of whether someone believes in past lives or not, 
there is a significant shift once it has been recognized either in their field or their physical body. The fascia, I find, is what holds uh, the past life trauma. The fascia releases, and then they experience, um, they are pain-free in that area. So um, that is significant to me as a practitioner, that whether someone believes in it or not, um, on some level it, it, is, it is real because it releases and then they they experience freedom from pain in that area and they're lighter when they leave. Mm. That's interesting. You're talking about that uh, belief component of, of the whole thing. I think that uh, as we get into the conversation, we'll come back into more focus in terms of belief systems and, and, and their impact. Um, you're coming from a bodywork perspective as well because you're a licensed massage therapist. So when you talk about fascia, you're talking about the physical. But So, Ben, you are dealing a lot with, like, a mental state because you are um, a certified hypnotherapist. So I would assume then that your primary pathway to past life encounters has been through the hyp- hypnotherapy. Is that correct? That I'm not correct. a hypnotherapist. Oh, no, I'm talking um, to Ben. I, I was, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was directing I over to you. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> no, I was saying you are very much connected to the physical part of the fascia, the release as yes. a body indicator because you're a massage therapist. But Ben is yes. coming from a different angle. You're dealing in the mental realm of helping people address behaviors and concerns through hypnotherapy. And you kind of cracked open the lid on past lives as part of that as well. Uh, if I'm understanding from your interview the other day, correct, Ben? That, that is absolutely correct. Typically, um, um, the most powerful past life experiences my clients have are typically the ones that happen spontaneously. And they're not always, um, when they sit in my chair for the first time, they're not always, the belief system isn't always in place for them to accept the past life. So, Typically, what will happen when I get one of those spontaneous um, um, events is that we have been working on a particular issue um, that hasn't that's not working for them in, the, in their current life, and we can't quite find the reason um, why we can't move forward. And typically, what will happen is I'll ask the question, "Well, when did this begin?" This is in hypnosis. I'll ask the question, "When did this begin?" And that's when I'll get the leap back. I may get a different voice back. I may get, sometimes they even speak in a language I don't understand, which I, which you very easily handled. And then we, we come into a, a point where, where, oh, this is where it started. And, and, and the next question is, well, why is this significant? And that's when we, that's when we begin to get more information. I think that it's so fascinating because when we look at things um, from a very linear, present time-based perspective, um, when we start to develop our lives, we often then open up the painful areas. And, of course, everyone knows, okay, we're going to look at our inner child, we're going to look at our young developmental years and our relationships with those people who are primary to us as we were growing up. And, uh, you know, that I've been in therapy before. You know, you go into the psychological whys and whys. 
But to cross into an area where there is a block, something that has not been able to be resolved, that's generally then what drives people out of their comfort zone of traditional modalities um, into seeking holistic cures, even if it's herbs for body illnesses or uh, psychics or energy healing instead of pharmacy healing. And so a lot of times you're getting people who are kind of at their end of their options and the end of their rope. So they've come to see either of you in your office environments and said, okay, look, here I am. How can we develop a pathway to getting in deeper? I know, Ben, you said that a lot of times your clients are not coming to you directly saying, I want a past life regression and I know, Paula, when I sat with you for the first time, I didn't come in front of you and say, I want a past life regression. I just said, I'd like a reading. So let's start with you first, Ben. Like, uh, give me an example of a, a client scenario then where past lives came into play organically. Working, I was working with a client who, in this lifetime, it w- was constantly ill. No matter kind of what she did, she was she was ill, and 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 it was it wasn't it was one ailment after another, and obviously that's a very difficult way to go about life. And so we were working on on what were some of the psychological reasons that this might be going on and whatnot. And we made a lot of progress, but we couldn't kind of get to move forward. So I asked the question, you know, so when did this start? Or what is the reason for this? Is actually what I asked. And all of a sudden, I got this very childlike voice back saying, saying, well, this is how I live my life. You know, I'm always broken. And it turned out to be a severely abused um, young child um, that was um, in her past. And it was just the way that the life went on. It was never able to let go of that, um, the soul, uh, whatever you care to call what comes forward. And so, so then, I, then we arranged a rescue for that soul. And then we experienced the zipper effect, which I explained in the last show. A lot of my clients explained that once we're at, uh, at the issue, at the crust of the biscuit, so to speak, of where things started, uh, once you're there and you begin to, things begin to resolve. They, they give me this, like a zipper effect, like from that life to this one, they feel a healing begin to take place and this sense of calm come over them. And uh, those are just so powerful. I really can't quite explain um, um, what that experience is like. I do record my hypnosis sessions for my clients so they can actually hear uh, what's going on as well. Uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, yes, it does. So uh, as you bring the person in post-session when this past life came forward, was that, particular, was that client then surprised? As to discover or hear themselves in that recording, yeah, in that aspect, yeah. okay. Yeah. They're always quite <laughs> They always want to know right. if, I, if someone else was in the room or, or something like like that was going on, uh, and that's obviously never the case. Um, but it's such a right. powerful, uh, such a powerful healing moment for them. And and again, I don't get into a lot of detail of when and where and names and. You know, what time period are we in or whatever? It, and, and again, I'm not even saying that what she experienced was true. Maybe it was a conglomerate of a lot of things that, that, that the higher self showed this person 
well, here's, here's what's been going on. You've been abused many, many times. We don't need to look at them all, but here's what it looks like, and here's what you're carrying mm-hmm. forward. I don't make that determination. I don't, I don't get into that kind of granularity, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I find it much easier for the client than to process forward. But it's open then for them to process kind of as they will exactly. with the pack, package that was given. So, Paula, your your clients are already possibly a level of uh, open, yes. wider than, say, Ben's client, because you are a psychic medium shamanic healer. So people who are sitting in front of you have already kind of crossed the threshold of belief <laughs> to say, I need to sit in front of a psychic. So... Um, yeah. I'll share However, about my experience with you, but uh, what does the typical client interaction then look like for you in contrast to Ben's? Well, I wanted to bring up that I, I actually have two levels of clients because <clears throat> over the past 12 years, I have experienced clients who are very unconscious and very linear and have come to me for car accidents and they have these chronic pains that they can't resolve, and then what happens is I uh, go to the area where they're having the trouble and then immediately discover they have some uh, past life trauma that is going on, and I, I have or have not mentioned it to them, but mostly what I have found in those instances when someone is so... Uh, you know, very 3D life, it's for me to be the witness to that trauma, and I have said something to them. Um, But basically what has happened is the areas where they held that trauma and where they have had years of pain, it goes away, and, you know, even to non-believers. So um, that has been significant to me, uh, you know, in terms of, of being able to resolve people's physical pain. And in terms of, of um, metaphysical clients, uh, clients who um, who have been on a, a path, spiritual path and seeking, um, what I have found is that most people um, that have crossed my path um, have past life trauma that is still affecting them in some Way So I always find that in a reading that um, I wind up bringing up something, uh, seeing something that is playing out in their field, that there's some trauma that they're carrying that is inhibiting, if not physically inhibiting, inhibiting from moving forward. They say they're feeling stuck, um, not sure, you know, how to move forward, and um have certain feelings that seem to replay for them. And then um, what I find in their field is uh, the past life issue that um, resonates with those feelings that they that they are having. And then um, sometimes, not all the time, but uh, they generally seem to progress and get better. Um, if they don't, then sometimes they'll come back and then I may find uh, a deeper level of trauma um, from the past. So 
um, sometimes it's, it's layers, and it, it sometimes it takes a while if someone has gone through significant uh, amounts of trauma, um, uh, and it's repeated, and it may be it may occur in the same place in their field or their physical body. Uh, I find that to be uh, frequent, where um, there's a repeated pattern um, of trauma and layers from one lifetime to the next in a particular area of the of their body. Paul, you so that's great, significant. You make a great point about these things can be layered up, and and you don't Sorry, you never know quite how deep that layer can can actually be. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, it's quite can you repeat that? I, I didn't hear you. Sure. I said you make a great point in that many of these things can be layered up over, over lifetimes where, where you can't quite get it all, all at once, and you really have to go back and figure out some of the nuance that might be affecting and why they're hanging on to it still, even after you've uncovered some bits and pieces. It's like, like you have to get on, kind of, sometimes you have to get the whole story before it can all be released. Yes. Yes, yes, the whole story. I agree with with that. Um, really understanding the the depth, um, the depth of pain and sorrow, and what um, what the story was, um, what the uh, what the losses were, and how those are bleed throughs in our current life that I I find from time to time are played out similarly. I, I, I couldn't agree with you, you know, more. I had a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joel. No, go ahead. Oh, I had a client that I was working with um, who, who, like most of us that are healers, had been, had been a healer in, in, in many past lives. And she always had this problem with her left shoulder. And once we started delving into it and figuring out what was going on, it, um, sure enough, we came to, to the, to the uh, past life where she was being drugged to death. Um, by her left arm, behind behind horses, behind a wagon, behind whatever, mm-hmm. and and so we, we we got this healing. We had this magical moment happened and this big release. And sure enough, a month later, she's complaining about her shoulder again. And I said, "What's that about?" So we went and looked again, and we we got a repeat of this same kind of event. And so the question then became is um, is when we were when I, when I brought her up a little bit, kind of back into her own body, I said, how many of those do you need to see before you're able to release it? Mm. And it was kind of like, you could see like, the light bulb kind of went on over her head. So, oh, I can let them go all at once. Or do, I don't need to experience each and every one. And that was kind of her, mm-hmm. her springboard into, into moving forward without that pain in her shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's interesting as I sit in between uh, the two of you in terms of being from a client-centric perspective, one thing that is interesting is that then in your dynamic, you are asking neutral questions and the client is then relating to you what they are seeing and you're piecing together then the story through those responses, whereas Paula you are seeing a movie and then, you know, the client is doing less interacting because you are delivering the visions of what you're seeing uh, clairvoyantly and psychically as you do the past life journey through their timelines. So it's like two polar opposites or flip sides of the coin um, in terms of the, the avenue that the information comes out. Yes. 
Um, and also, when someone comes to me for shamanic healing session, I also uh, get them to do breath work. And and this is what I prefer uh, to do because what happens is, even though I may be finding something and channeling that experience or whatever that that piece of information is, through the breath work, then the client um, begins to process and transform the issue, whether they are experiencing what I'm saying or not, whether they're conscious of what I'm saying or not. So um, this uh, breath work, um, I find, is um, is the transformative piece that I have been uh, a lot more proactive with recently in trying uh, to help clients be able to take their power back and be able to learn to utilize the breath as a transformative tool um, for these past life traumas. Hmm. It all begins with breath, doesn't it? That's where it all starts. If you, can, if you can get the breathing down right. You know, it's amazing what, what can happen. I completely agree with you with that. And again, I think what you're hearing, Joe, is that we're we're working with the gifts that we have, and it's kind of like all mm-hmm. these folks, all all these different modalities um, mm-hmm. uh, work and work well um, with the clients that come to us. And I think that's what's just so amazing about this world that that we're that we're that I'm in now is it's just fascinating to see all these different modalities have such wonderful success um, with helping folks out. I agree with you, well, Neil. I, I think it, it is amazing that we um, that the clients that that need our particular way uh, and gift that we go about this sort of the same thing, uh, you know, are able to to plug into what we offer and be able to get results. So yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I find interesting about both of you is that. You have shamanic healing practices. And as I understand it, the the shamanic way is where there is the the task of doing soul retrieval. And a soul retrieval is that, say, fragments of the soul self under uh, trauma or experiences can fragment off to kind of go to their safe space. And shamans go through the realms and are able to retrieve with the assistance of uh, animal guides and and spirit guides, help retrieve and reintegrate or do soul retrieval, as they call it. So it seems very much a companion, uh, hand-in-hand, to be in past life regression and soul retrieval because the soul knows no sense of age. Yes, I, I agree. Um, in in the work of what I find that what's happening as I have this experience of seeing these movies and channeling these um, past life memories, um, what I also notice is once I see this trauma being released from them, also I see the fragment of the soul um, that has been separated from the person actually begin to come into their body. So I usually see some form of blue light, usually is what it is, come into the person's body 
and reintegrate into their soul. Um, and so I actually see it happening. I see that part coming back in into their body, which to me is it's nothing short of amazing to watch it. Um, and also um, there may be uh, entities attached um, to the person uh, around that trauma and that those entities can, can keep um, – can keep the person feeling stuck and separate and alone um, and basically uh, really uh, keep that trauma really stuck. And so when I do my sound, when I'm beyond, you know, channeling a memory, when I'm doing my sound work, what I notice is the sound calls out the entities and the entities are released um, and then also the, the, the parts of the soul that are fragmented can come back into the body um, so that's sort of a, an, more of an esoteric uh, description of what it is that I do in terms of my shamanic work okay. and Ben is uh, how do you then um encapsulate what you see as shamanic work? With me, the shamanic work, it all blends together for me um, with the hypnosis, with the breathing, with, with the, the Reiki. It all kind of comes together. And, and I can, can't um, ex- express or give you a better picture than what Paula just did of what that's like. It really is exactly the way she described you, the, these pieces and tend to come back. I, I use a drum um, if needed. I'll even... I marry my modalities together, as I said earlier. And I have, may have someone um, deep in hypnosis, maybe working very hard on finding pieces, and I may just pick up the drum and start and start setting a rhythm um, for them to, to work with, for them to ride, for them to whatever you, you choose to use, journey with. Um, and it's amazing how that begins to calm even further and allows them to open even further, so that the soul shards can in fact come back and coalesce and come back into the entity, or Conversely, they're able to release the blockage that they're that they're holding on to, um, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's the way I kind of incorporate the whole um, modalities together. Mm-hmm. All integrated. We are not just one piece apart. I love it. Uh, the more that we look holistically at ourselves, the healthier we are. You know, really, in in my perspective, and that part of it is we've tried to compartmentalize ourselves in the linear way of human processing. That when we can get beyond those lines that we've drawn to say, well, that's this life, or that's this issue, or that's this one thing, to say it's all things. You know, I think the better off we are. One thing that I think is very fascinating, um, I'm, a, I'm an African-American, and um, I'm strongly connected with things such as, uh, you know, in terms of the civil rights and the history of this country. And there have been a lot of studies that talk about what generational trauma is. And the fact that the like Native American populations who experience great uh, loss of community with children being sent to orphanages and their cultural cultural being um, basically 
attempted to squash out um, the culture of Native Americans at different times in this country, um, the, the genetic trauma, inherited trauma of the oppression of slavery and the times leading up to civil rights and freedom, what they are finding also even in like the children of Holocaust survivors, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, that they are expressing traumas and mental health issues even though they did not experience directly the uh, enslavement, the, the Holocaust, the Trail of Tears, but yet they're finding genetic evidence that these soul-level things do impact people. And I love the fact that science so we are, and you're sociology. I'm breaking up. You're breaking up a lot. Oh, yeah, my, oh dear. I did clear it up. Yeah, it's okay. But the fact that science is now seeing that, uh, you know, and even in the field of epigenetics, which is that we not only bear the genetic material and experiences of our ancestors, but we also bear their emotional energy as well. And I love that these things are intersecting because it goes a long way to actually being experienced the trauma yourself physically to have been affected by it through your family dynamics and patterning. And you spoke about patterns, layers, as you start to uncover these lives where, say, somebody was a healer and they were killed for being a healer, or someone was enslaved over and over again, and why they might still be reflecting that energy in their present life, even though they're not necessarily an outward sign of an oppressive system. So it's very exciting to me because it opens up a whole new level for us to address some of our overall harms and hurts that we've all shared as humanity learning to live with each other. Well, it just um, shows that I'm everything's right. connected. You know, every, everything is connected. Um, energy doesn't ever disappear. It just changes state, right? And I think that's <laughs> what we're experiencing is that, is that as a collective, um, we, we have all experienced all the, all the good as well as all the bad mm-hmm. that, that's come through, that, that's been experienced on the planet. And it's about learning to deal with it in our own ways. I didn't mean to cut you off, Paula. Go right ahead. Um, I, I wanted to um, take another twist, Joelle, on what you said, because one of the things that I have found in coming back to Atlanta over the past five years, um, you're talking about a collective experience. Um, this has been absolutely fascinating to me, and that is, um, I have seen so many people here in Atlanta who are carrying the trauma of the Civil War, and particularly a lot of Afri- African American women um, playing roles such as officers in uh, in the, the the Civil War, in the you know the and and being part of the rebel, you know, in in the South mm-hmm. and. This has been fascinating to me. And the other aspect here in Atlanta that I see as a collective um, that we are carrying is the uh, the downfalls and traumas of Atlantis. See, so many mm-hmm. people here who are um, who who were a part of Atlantis uh, had so many lifetimes there and uh, were a part of the um, the demise and decline of Atlantis and. Uh, here we all are in in this area. Um, you know, we're drawn here together as a collective to heal 
these issues uh, and to to resolve these issues. I, I would almost say it's it's as if everyone incarnates somewhere in a group in a city uh, to heal the aspects that occurred uh, on the planet for that particular part of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting so because many people don't realize when they're drawn to go visit somewhere, say you want to go to a workshop or a retreat, or like in my case, I wanted to go to the Riviera Maya down to the Yucatan Peninsula, and it was beyond just a vacation fascination. I understand now that I was going there to retrieve an energy or to experience an energy that was familiar to me. And while I was there, I made many friends and, you know, dealt with some of the continued expression of colonialism that is at play in, you know, places around the world, but certainly down in the tourism industry of the Yucatan. And there was a whole cluster of people who had converged there that were light workers and healers from all over the world that I'm assuming were gathering together then from our Mayan lifetimes, you know, to do some mm-hmm. present work around the energy there. Uh, it's interesting when you step back a, a level of the perspective, what picture emerges. It, it, it truly yeah. is. I'm, I'm very involved with the local uh, Native American traditions, and uh, I'm actually a firekeeper for some sacred ceremonies, and, and one of those is the, a sweat lodge. And believe it or not, mm-hmm. in this day and age, um, three years ago, uh, we were asked to not no longer hold this sweat lodge um, in Cherokee County, Georgia. Um, <laughs> So hmm. we're no longer allowed wow. that. They didn't quite put it that way, but all of a sudden we needed special permits and we need all kinds of special things um, on private property in order to have gathering. So we've, we've since moved. But my point being is that, is that it's still there. That vibration of the Trail of Tears and, and, and all of that is still very active in this, in this place where we've chosen to live. And, mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's processing through. I see it. At every full moon, when, when we when we do the, do the sweat lodge, I see so many folks processing through some of those old um, vibrations that that really aren't aren't current in this life lifetime, but but we're from somewhere else, and it's just a fascinating mm-hmm. um, um, observation to watch all this happen, this healing happen, and, and inside the Anipi, inside the, the sweat lodge, I mean, we'll hear people everything from from Hindi to 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 Christian to to Jewish, to Kabbalah, to whatever. We see all these languages, all these different prayers start coming out inside there. And it's amazing that, that you can almost feel the vibration kind of pick up and carry all the angst and stuff away. Mm. It's just a, a very mm-hmm. interesting uh, and worthwhile um, endeavor. Well, I think that it's so interesting because when we're talking about getting to the root of ourselves, which is what most people are, you know, when you start to undergo, let me go to see a therapist, let me do some counseling, let me join a support group, let me start to examine who I am, that we can certainly start to go deeper and deeper. And I'm really excited by the fact that we're in a time this is not the 1960s and 70s when therapy was a no-no, a hush-hush. A, or you know, Now we're in a time and place where you can go to traditional therapy, you can go to shamanic healers, you can go to psychic healers, you can have Reiki healing. There's so much opportunity for you to find your root 
to use some tool to examine yourself. And more people are taking the consciousness approach and saying, you know what, I am going to open myself up and I am going to examine all that I could possibly be, even if it's challenging my perception of myself. And certainly finding out if you're a dyed blue blood Bible toting Baptist, uh, Southern Bible Baptist person, you may not believe that you had a previous lifetime. And that begins to conflict with then, say, your sense of the afterlife or heaven and, and all of that uh, can be challenging for people. Um, do you encounter religious pushback from people? who are coming to you, or are they kind of beyond that by the time you're having your client interactions? Um, for me, uh, from from time to time, uh, I get uh, uh, Christians, you know, very right-wing Christians, and so what I find, I just have to curtail my language to their language. I just try to match their language so that I don't lose them, because um, I find it's important, you know, to honor people where they are and to allow them to, to express themselves and be, you know, be in the uh, religious uh, traditional, you know, mindset that they need to be in because that's their safety. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I hear the topic and all of that, but what I find that what was most important is that safety is the most important element for any human being, and for them to feel safe um, is is vital to their recovery, to their healing, to their well-being. Um, so, just I, for me, I just try to match where they are, so they can relate. I wholeheartedly agree. It, it, I, I don't believe it's my job to change their belief system. My job is that help them find peace with inside their belief system. And, and if, if along the way the door gets open and they begin to, they begin to think other thoughts, that, then so be it. But that's not my goal. My goal is to help, help my client, you know, achieve what they came for me to see, whether it's – Are you there? Ben, I'm, you're cutting your – Hello? I'm not sure – I don't know if we have Ben. I hear you, Paula. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you good, but I think Ben cut okay. out. Okay, we'll see if we can bring him back here and uh, give him a moment uh, to circle back on his point. While we're, uh, oh yeah, he's dropped. He'll be dialing back in in just a moment. While he's coming back in, I just want to share a little bit about what I experienced um, in my past life readings. Uh, I'll start with the one that I had from you, Paula, just so people could get a sense of it. I went in. You were up at Synchronicity Bookstore, which was um, uh, up in Roswell at the time, and you were um, – excuse me, I'm having to send uh, Ben uh, – here he is. Okay. <laughs> ben, are you back with us? I am. I have no idea what happened. Uh, can, you, can, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I said was so, was amazing. <laughs> and that was phenomenal. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I was just getting ready to share with everyone, you know, like as a person who's had a past life reading, what that was like for me. 
I went into synchronicity and I looked at the people. I said, I want a reading. I've never had a reading really with a shamanic person. So I said, let me sit with Paula. So I, I go into your office for a 20 minute uh, reading and you're like, why are you here? I'm like, well, I just want to see, you know, what's going on. And you were like, well, let me go into your third eye and see where you're experiencing any blocks to your psychic gifts and abilities. So I said, okay. And I'm sitting down and next thing I know, Paula, you start making these sounds that are quite shocking, as anyone who's been in synchronicity and heard you doing your toning, it's a little startling to start having these uh, uh, tones coming out. But you started then relating to me stories of lifetimes that I had experienced, and immediately it was like recognition from story after story. I think you wound up hitting about five different many lifetimes. And as you were relaying kind of the chronology, one of the first ones that came out was that you had indicated I had a lifetime in a mermaid or an ocean-based form. And you started describing, and as you were making the tones, I started feeling shifts in my physical body. As you said, I felt like these releases inside as you were describing what you saw and making these sounds. And then you were like, I'm removing hooks from you where you were hooked. And I, you know, I hadn't told you what the feeling was that I was feeling, but as you said that you were releasing hooks, that's exactly almost like feel like a catfish when you take the hook out of a catfish mouth. Only I felt that in my body. And then a few minutes later, you said, uh, do you have pain on your right side? And, of course, you had never seen me to know that I really kind of favor my right uh, abdomen area. And I have a birthmark also then underneath on my rib cage that's rather large. And you said, well, that's where you were gutted like a fish when they rounded you and your pot up um, and they basically slaughtered you. Then it was very traumatic for you. Uh, you and your, your mermaid people were here to help increase the light on the planet. What you didn't know at the time was that my oldest nightmare that I could remember as a child was of being in some kind of primordial, almost like dinosaur-like ocean and swimming, swimming, swimming for my life in abject terror. And I would encounter a fence in the water that I would try to climb, and then I would wake up. And this was at age four, five, six, seven, eight. It's like the one dream I remember repeatedly having as a nightmare as a child. And here I am 45 years later, 40 years later, you're telling me that I was a mermaid who was trying to escape, who was gutted like a fish and killed. So my body absolutely was doing somersaults on the inside, and my mind was going <laughs> being blown as you're telling me these things, but there was nothing that anyone could say then that would not convince my physical self that I heard something that was true. Disbelief aside, my body was absolutely acknowledging she just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> you know, what I mean? and it like cracks my whole perspective having had that kind of physical response, an emotional response, and crying afterwards and relief and purging and like grieving all those things that you all both talk about absolutely happened for me spontaneously after my first uh healing so it was very intense and unexpected to say the least <laughs> and i'm pretty sure i'm like a typical client that you all have had who's like wow you just blew my mind <laughs> That is a common. That is a common uh, uh, remark. 
of from from clients <laughs> that, wow, what was that? You know, and I'm not one to explain a lot. You know, I, I like for the for me, it's about the client timing. Kind of, what does it mean to them? You know, how does this? My question is, how does how does this helping you? How is this helping you to move forward? And then that's a discussion I try and foster. Uh, once I've had a, a big epiphany like, like, or a big release, as you just described. And, Paula, I'm sure I wasn't the first person who's ever left your office in tears, <laughs> you know, of tears of right. relief. It wasn't sad right. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I have found that, uh, you know, that you're – your situation is so not unique, and uh, people who are open and are already on some spiritual path, uh, I find, can can feel these things in their body, feel the shifts right away, feel the shifts in their consciousness, um, and, you know, I just say kudos to you and all of you who, who are already on your path and already, um, you know, trying to to awaken much further and, and deepen in your own transformation and figuring out, again, you know, what it is you're, that you're here to do and and what are those things that are keeping you from being able to actualize your your, your life purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, to, to all the listeners out there and anyone who has gone through some of these things, you people are so very brave for being willing to open <laughs> up to this and being – just having the open mind to, to begin to experience some of these things to move forward. I, I get my hat to you that, that that's a, the greatest, that's the most intense kind of bravery I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and to me, it's a, it is awesome to be what it is for Ben and I, I can feel like Ben, let me speak for him here is that it, it is such an honor and it is such a sacred experience to witness um all of this stuff that we see, that we experience, um, it, it's such a gift for us. It, it helps us. Uh, I, I can definitely say it has helped me open my heart so much more. And I, I continue to to love the experience of being on the on this end of the of the experience because it truly is being a witness of what is sacred in life. And uh, also that to come back and see people again after so after being so distraught uh in past lives and to keep coming back to this planet to keep trying to keep staying open to learning to understand the depth and the awesomeness of what it is to be a human on this planet, it is it is an amazing experience to witness. It, it and I just, kudos to everyone here at this time on the planet mm-hmm. who is who who's here. Everyone to me who is here right now in embodiment is a master and has forgotten everyone here. This. Right. Right. There is no harder place to incarnate than planet Earth. And we <laughs> we are the big spirits that are in embodiment, that are in existence. 
And it, our job is to awaken and to remember who we are. And once we get this trauma out of us, then we can remember who we are mm-hmm. and feel mm-hmm. and feel the motivation to connect to each other and to the divine. Mm-hmm. And doing this work, it is just so amazing and rewarding to see that a person comes in very heavy, kind of all balled up, kind of almost in the fetal position, you know, sitting there. And, and talking to you, and, and you, we, we begin to have these experiences and begin to help them to move forward. And all of a sudden, you see them, the light begin to shine inside them. You see the light mm-hmm. begin to shine in their eyes. And really, that they're the ones doing the work. And, you know, this, mm-hmm. that's not my work. That's their work that they're doing. And all of a sudden, they become these light beings. And they, they stand up and mm-hmm. go, oh, I feel so much better. It's like, it makes me feel, I, mean, I can't even describe it, how good it feels um, when something like that happens. Um, yeah, I'm just quivering because I'm like, it's we are not our experiences. You know, we are infinite beings of light, and it's only through the veil and the layers of the energy of those experiences that we don't see our full illumination. So as we're dusting ourselves off and spit-shining the works, you know, it's really beautiful to behold. And I know we all signed up for this particular round to be here right now for this particular flowering, you know, and that's super exciting as well. I have a caller who's going to join us. Uh, We've had some people listening on the line today. As you know, the show line is 646-668-8988. And feel free to press the one key if you want to come on the air and say something. And so I have uh, caller 4045. I believe that this is my dear friend Marcus. Am I correct? Yes, ma'am. How are you? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Marcus Howell. Marcus has been a guest on the the Psychic Inside Show and the Vibrarian Show as well. And, Paula, you and Marcus actually know each other. And, Marcus, uh, meet Ben. And, uh, Marcus, welcome to the show today. Thanks for chiming in. Hey, Marcus. Thanks for having me. Hey, Paula. How are you? I'm great. Good to hear from you. I I was thinking about you uh, this week. Oh, uh, so I'm glad that you're calling. Nice to meet you, sir. And Mr. Ben, and nice to meet you as well. Uh, Marcus, I do you know about any of your past lives? I don't know about any of them. That's kind of like not my thing, and I, I tend to stay in my lane when it comes to stuff like that. I, I would love to probably, you know, get with someone and discuss them. I've been told by, I think, three different people that one of my past lives was like a Shaolin monk or some, something like that because of uh, my my healing and intuition and stuff like that and how I see things so clearly. And um, I, I, I've been told that by a couple of people. I've never had a sit-down session where I, you know, just got really deep into it. I think Paula actually on our show was starting to pick up energy about you being from a Tibetan lifetime. But, I mean, so you're a psychic medium, Marcus, so you're actually helping people. Uh, you do a great bit of helping discarnate energy um, be reconciled, say, if there's been a murder or a tragedy or a police-type investigation. You kind of uh, work with people connecting loved ones in those circumstances. Do you ever encounter any past life energies 
um, or or any of the things that are relating to this, or it's just an area you haven't really cracked open yet? It's probably one of those areas I haven't really dug really deep into because I'm still learning that part. Um, I, I really have for a lot of years struggled to put a title on myself. And so, you know, I've always said clairvoyant, people say psychic, medium, um, sensitive, uh, clairsentient, clairaugustance, clairaudience. I mean, I, I don't know what to call myself. I'm just a little uh, mixing pot. I'm like a special recipe. <laughs> I guess you could put it that way. <laughs> we all are. And, uh, we, that's what we all are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We all have, we're all different recipes of different gifts and, you know, uh, everyone's gift is different. It's like different flavors. You go to a, like a chili cook-off, and you never thought you could have 80 different flavors of chili, but there are 80 different flavors of chili there, you know. So it's kind of one of those things where I, I know uh, past lives haven't really come up. Now, I've done some work with people and connected with people on the other side and stuff like that, and um, I, I, I never get – that's why I'm so curious about the past life thing because it's it's something that I haven't really dove into so much, you know, um, it's always one of those things I'm very curious about and, and even with myself. And it took a while for me to even go to other people to ask for help and ask questions because I always thought, well, this is my life. I'm going to ask questions and help people as much as I can. And I had forgot about myself. And I was like, well, hey, maybe, you know, you should ask someone about this. And it was it was only until I got back out there when I started learning, you know, there are a lot of different people walking around with a lot of different gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marcus, well, um, I'm glad you, you may you may find, you know, you may find it's like I'm hearing right now. It's like part of it is uh, there's a curiosity and the need may not have arisen for you um, to mm-hmm. to seek that out. Uh, when the need arises, um, I'm sure that you know it 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 will present itself, and and it sounds to me like at this time in your life, you're uh, you're already uh, you already have a um, your niche um, in as being a medium, and that uh, path is is consuming in of itself, and so. It, it's like in dealing with um, deceased people, whether they're discarnates or, you know, you're talking to loved ones, uh, those who've ascended, you know, that, that is a whole body of, of and vibration that uh, lends itself to, you know, someone needing to be doing only that is what I have found about mediums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that it, it's good to sort of stay within the the bailiwick of what you're doing because that's where you're that's where you're most needed and and where your gifts seem to be aligned. In your personal life, I'm sure that in time, if something arises, you may feel you know the need to to want to seek someone out like Ben and I to possibly you know, understand something more deeply. Okay. And, and absolutely, you know, ben, I'm, I'm all for that. I think it was in your show on Tuesday, Ben, you mentioned that your typical client, you're not necessarily just 
traipsing through past lives for the story of it, for the entertainment, like, well, let's go look at my life and see if I was in the 1800s, you're actually only accessing useful or whatever higher self. The way that you frame the questions is that um, the self has opportunity to bring to the plate what it wants you to sample at that moment rather than just having a narrative, let's journey through this and collect interesting tidbits about what it was like to be alive. It's not that kind of uh, journey in the work that you're doing, Ben. That's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. Most of the work that I do, uh, as a matter of fact, when I've tried to do that with a client, it it hasn't been mm, to what everyone would have hoped. But when we do it for, for the therapy, when we do it because we're trying to resolve issues um, that's when I find the real power. But then again, it, reincarnation in past life is not my first stop. Um, you know, usually most of what we're dealing with with my clients is it's the here and now. It's something that happened that they're hanging on to or, or those kinds of things. So I always tend to try and clean up the, this life first before we start looking, looking in the past. And, and that, I find that for, for, my, for me, for the way I work in my modalities, that's the best way for me to me to work with my clients. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense too. Um, I I agree with uh, Ben. Um, and I uh, find what I do sort of very quickly is ask as as I asked you, Joel. It's like, why are you here? What what's happening? You know, try to get you to sort of state. State your purpose and state what's happening with you, and then from there, um, I can do my thing. Proceed. That is the question, isn't it? Isn't Paul? So, what brought you in today? That's the question. Why are you here? And so many times, the client will talk for for five or ten minutes. I go, okay. So, why are you here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. To, to that C-spot run kind of statement, you know, I'm here too. Uh, right. And, you know, it was interesting because even in engaging in the past life review, you know, Paula, you saw things that you were like, I, I there's no purpose in me sharing that with you. You kind of transmuted the energy in crying in that moment. And, you know, I could see the expression on your face, the energy in your in your energy reacting, and you were like, there's no purpose for me to tell you that. And I was very much in fine, like, I don't need to be in the thicket of an experience that's not going to be healing and growthful for me. At that point, it would be almost traumatic, re-traumatizing me probably to actually experience what it, you are experiencing by proxy as your journey. Yeah. So this yeah. is not just a glutton for punishment. You're not going in to add to your story of how much of a martyr you have been over and over again. You're trying to actually break any kind of patterns that have led you to be in a feeling where you didn't feel empowered out of those yes. lifetimes. Yes, and look, it's all channeled for me. My tears are channeled by, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, a higher self is showing me you know what to share, what not to share. It, it's it's great. I, I I have such great guidance, um, and know when to keep my mouth shut, and you know when when it's time to share, when it's something that needs to be shared, so that a pattern can be broken. 
so um and for me in those tears you know as i as i often cry with clients it's it's not hard it's not painful it's just it's it's my own release for the experience and then i'm not carrying the issues either it's like it's it's released from me as well and um and it's a heart opening for me, so it's a gift. It's a gift for me, is what I'm saying. Whether I share it or I don't share it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yes, it's so. Sometimes, sometimes it's just not. It is not important to share everything that I experience, um, because the client can just get into overload. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> That is so true. I can remember early in my early Reiki days, um, I was working on this this this, this young lady, and, and I saw a vicious attack that she had experienced. And and I'm I'm very young. At, I knew it all this. I'm trying to figure out. Well, geez, what do I do with this information? I I keep doing doing my doing the Reiki, and I, I go through the whole process. And then then thank goodness, as you said, you know, spirit always has the wise words. You know, and it says keep your damn mouth shut. These are the words you say. You say, would you like to talk about it? That was it. Would you like to talk about it? The young lady said, what? And I said, I said did you have, enjoy your experience? And that was it. She came back a week later uh, to see me, and she, said, she sat down with me, and she says, so what did you mean? You know, did, you, did I want to talk about it? I said, well, was there anything that you want to talk about? And then she opened up to the whole story. And when she started, I said, you can tell me the whole story, or you can understand that I saw the whole story, and we can work from there. She goes, oh, I don't have to mm-hmm. say it again? I said, no. We can, and so we got her back on the table. And she was able to release. But as you said, spirit, you know, guides you. If you just listen, it will guide you to the words. Um, that was a really powerful mm-hmm. experience very early in my career with this work. Mm-hmm. For a person, well, for a person who is not wanting or able to, say, uh, come to a practitioner and to address um, in a therapeutic or a, a psychic reading or consultation, say something that they feel like there might be a past life, or if a person wants to just explore why they have a certain kind of affinity for certain time periods or places. Do you have any uh, thoughts about self-exploration of past lives? Let's say, uh, Ben, let's start with you. Uh, well, in fact, um I'm a sailor. I love I love racing sailboats out, out on the ocean. I don't like power boats. I just love being out on the ocean. And I did exactly that. I said, well, where did that come from? Because it wasn't in this lifetime that that happened. And sure enough, I, I, I went back and saw a past life where, where I, was this, I was this little Spanish, Spanish girl going to see, going to see um, my dad in the new world. And I was just mesmerized by how beautiful and magical the ocean was. And in fact, uh, drowned in a hurricane. And, but it was okay because it was the ocean. It was, it was welcoming. It felt, you know, it was, it was all, all, all right. So it's kind of where it all came from. So, so I highly recommend it to those that are able to or that choose to define something specific. Um, for me, my work is best done when you have a specific reason that we're going to the past. Um, when, if you're going just to the past to get the experience, that's where I'm not, I'm not very successful, quite frankly. I'm much more successful when I choose to find out this or where does this pain come from or those kinds, something very specific. 
And did you self hypnotize or how or through a meditative journey on your own that you said, Well, let me just sit here during this meditation and see what comes forward and you saw then the pieces drop in or, or how did you do it for yourself? Um a wonderful lady named Jody Hine, um, who I believe is out in Sedonia now. I haven't talked to her in 20 years or more. Um, had a, uh, she created a CD for me that helped me to, to, to get into that headspace. Um, but it was through meditation. It was through, it was through that, okay. that rhythmic breathing of meditation that I was able to get there. So like a guided, a guided experience, a guided yes. journey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Paula then, um, uh, yours, I mean, you enter shamanic trances and states. Is that how you've uh, received yes. your own personal journeys? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I have a practice of sitting and listening and uh, meditation. Um, I, I drum every morning. I, I uh, do breath work. So, and I'm journaling. So I, I'm on a daily basis using all of these tools as my spiritual practice um, to keep me healthy emotionally. And from time to time, even within that, um, I may find there's some issue that arises. Uh, I call it, it might be a little trauma bubble or um, some experience that just uh, spontaneously occurs and um, I may remember something that has happened um, and so I just sit and allow it to be channeled through and and, and experience it. Um, I also can, if I choose, I can I can choose to go in to a, a past life memory or some period of time. I can I can choose to go into it at will um, if I if I want to. Um, I don't do it very often. I don't have the need to. Um, I really prefer to let things come up on their own time because um, it's better it's better emotionally, um, psychologically to let things come up on their own time. So, um, yeah, that's what I I do. I mean, it's just good to know then you don't have to wait for someone. <laughs> You know, um, one thing I found about the, the whole answer of self is if you start asking a question, it could be about anything, then you're going to get an answer, you know, uh, an opportunity to receive an answer. So if you put out the energy and say, well, you know, is this connected to a past life or is this connected to current life? Well, in a space of time, Source will tell you and provide an opportunity for you that will direct you into where the 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 curiosity uh, will lead you to the to the right answer. And so, even being open and willing and allowing will start to vibrate the experience towards you. So, I, I believe that at the time when I stepped into synchronicity that day, I was at that point, and the curiosity had been out there to say, okay. Let me look at a past life because all the breadcrumbs were there. Then once we opened the basket, it was a whole loaf, you know. So uh, as you start to seek, the, the you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And if your past life is where the lesson needs to come forward, then that will be the path that opens up for you. Uh, it's kind of nice because you don't have to worry about stuff <laughs> as much, you know, because 
a type A person would be like, what, now I have to worry about my past lives? It's not enough for me to worry about my teenage years and how my parents are raised. Now i got to worry about my grandparents and my lifetime, four lifetimes ago. Did my mother love me? Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? It kind of can get overwhelming when you look at, uh, I'm going to be in therapy for the rest of my life. But the nice part is you can actually move through those things without, say, the whole thing therapy aspect in terms of seeing a shrink for a decade if you could get into like a really meaningful direct tap into a source level incident and and surprising how quickly then you can uh, remove once that trauma is acknowledged it's so amazing how quick that shift really really it's in your coloring it's in your energy it's in your eyes it's in everything when a person comes through a transformative moment um True. i want to say i want to say to people that um uh to be proactive in your life to uh to learn meditation to practice meditation regularly um it is key. Uh, I also would encourage journaling and um, drumming is an amazing uh, therapeutic tool and breath work. Uh, the breath work that I talk about is um, coined uh, the rebirthing uh, breath work technique from Leonard Orr that uh, I learned um, and I've been practicing for over 20 years Um it's a circular type of breath work. It transforms emotions. And so what I want to say to people is find your tool. Find your tool for transformation. Find your tool to help you explore um, your your inner world and uh, help you in your daily life so that when you're knocked off balance in life, because um, that's what life is about, is you can get back on the saddle and get centered again more quickly um, if you have a a spiritual practice that that feeds you and meets you spiritually and psychologically. So that's what I I wanted to uh, leave with today was was people being able to to really figure out what is your spiritual path and transformational tool uh, and these. Tools don't have to be linked uh, to any particular tradition, uh, religious tradition. It, it's it can just be your own hodgepodge of what you create. Um, and then as you do these things, your your guides, if you don't know them, they'll begin to appear. They'll begin to to, to show themselves when you get quiet enough. All this spirit will show up for you if you give if you give spirit that quiet time. Uh, you're you're so right. And it, it's about living intentionally. Uh, <laughs> no, no, none of us have the magic stick. You know, a lot of people say, Ben, with your hypnosis, can you make me? I stop them right there. No, I can't make you do anything. You, mm-hmm. Hypnosis is the ultimate self-help because you, you're doing all the work. I'm not doing any of the work. It's, it's, it's all about you. And, and all these modalities we're talking about, it's about you, the individual, um, seeking the answers and being willing to do the work and use the tools to help you do the work. And that's what's so important to understand is that you know, going and visiting the past life is not an easy way to get over the trauma of 
of, of, of whatever it is you're trying to work through. That's not the easy answer. It's about, it's, it's just a tool to help you process through and intentionally move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't agree more. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, I couldn't agree that more with you, being a, I completely agree with you in terms of, of trying to give people the tools to be able to, to empower them to, to actually, you know, to do the work, to, and and we're our job is holding that space for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Can I speak well, something, Joel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just really quickly, um, having these gifts and being the people we are, um, like for me, the the joy in seeing someone get an answer that they've been looking for, hear something they needed to hear and bring in closure to certain things and items and events in their lives. Um, <clears throat> to me, that's the purpose of, of, of the creator sharing those gifts with you. And I think when you guys, Paula, uh, Ben, you guys are doing really fantastic work, and it really shows, you can hear it in your conversation, that you guys really enjoy what you're doing and, and helping other people. And just that act of helping other people, you know, it, it opens, I think, a lot of blessings for yourselves. And I think that's something that I really enjoy seeing in other people. That's why they say hang around with people like-minded and, and people that are into the same things you are. And this is like um, a, a great threshold of, of, you know, mixing people together, talking and and seeing, you know, I, I love seeing that gift in other people. And, and, and I can I can feel it. I can respect it. I love it. Absolutely. I think it's, for one, the fact that we're sitting here on a Thursday in the lunchtime hour having a normal Mm -hmm. conversation about past lives, soul trauma, Mm -hmm. soul fragments and retrieval, previous eras, reincarnation as a way of of normalizing. In in my reality, this is the normal way that I, I live is in a nonlinear box. And so it's really nice to have, like, everyday, normal, white bread Americans, good old Americans, <laughs> having a conversation about what to some might seem like really far out and crazy. But it's nice to know that I've got four kooky friends with me on the phone. <laughs> and in our world, we're not kooky at all. You're kooky to think that you only just had this one lifetime. So it's very edifying to me personally to be in the community where if I have a question that I can say, you know, this does, this might sound crazy, but I think that I was Napoleon Bonaparte, you know. <laughs> but to be able to have that kind of conversation and not be concerned then about about uh, being taken off some well for evaluation is very, very edifying to me. And to see other people established in businesses that are actually thriving, you know, um, uh, I'll share with everyone just a moment how they can reach out to each of you. But, you know, you're running businesses where it's legitimate, you have credit ratings and you, uh, you know, you have your business name on checks and you have office space and you're actually living a legitimate lifestyle off of what to some people is a questionable 
area, but in your reality, it's not questionable. Mm-hmm. It's factual. It's sustainable. And you're giving and being supported out of your gifts. To me, that is the most beautiful thing to be a part of and to, to witness uh, that each of you are doing. Uh, Paula, you see clients in Atlanta and also over the phone and in person. Can you share with people how they can reach you and what kind of services that you are providing in totality? Yes. Um, I am a psychic. I do life readings. Um, I also do shamanic healing. I call myself a singing shaman, Um, addressing all kinds of issues, uh, physical, emotional, uh, and I uh, help people uh, through that process, teaching them breath work while I am doing uh, that healing work. And I also offer to people um, uh, to teach them breath work and to become breath work coaches uh, to assist other people. So um, I am trying to uh to help people uh uh not only become my clients but to be able to be a practitioner as well through that work. I also am a licensed massage therapist, do anywhere from rehab uh massage uh to uh perineal sacral work, Reiki, um <clears throat> helping with all kinds of issues, physical, emotional and uh, I am best reached at 404-594-0062. That's 404-594-0062. I also have an um, uh, email, uh, Ariel Littlewolf, A-R-I-E-L-L-I-T-T-L-E-W-O-L-F at Q.com, and that's the letter Q. So that's me. Okay, Awesome. And uh, Ben, how can people reach you, and what kind of services uh, are you providing? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm a certified uh, hypnotherapist. I'm a certified life coach, a Reiki master for over 25 years, and a uh, and a practicing shaman. And the best way to get a hold of me is is to go to the website at www. Sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E, innovationgroup.com, or give me a call at 678-920-6700. That's 678-920-6700. And we do everything from help people quit smoking um, to uh, to lose weight to to manage stress in their lives, coach salesmen on how to be salesmen of the year. That's what they're trying trying to do, help them achieve Mm -hmm. those goals. To, to people that are trying to understand exactly what we're talking about today. Why, how, do I, how do I become a little more spiritual? How do I understand a little bit more with spirit? How do I get in contact with my spirit guides? How do I, those kinds of things. So, so give us a call, and we can certainly chat about whatever it is you're looking, looking to do. As you can tell, uh, we here at Sphere are very much plugged into the, uh, into the, to the community uh, of light and love. And if, if we don't do it here, we can certainly refer you out to someone that we know and trust that you can actually um, give a call and go to work with. So uh, by all means, give us, give us a look and give us a call. And you also have your meetup up there um, oh, we in, do. in North Georgia. The first Thursday of every month here at Sphere, we do a guided meditation 
uh, meditation education, might do a drumming circle. We're never quite sure what it's going to be. It goes between three of us, Lisa Morgan, Dr. Melba Black, and myself. But it's always on the meetup the week before um, we actually uh, hold the event. The third Thursday of every month is always a Reiki share. And both of these events start at 7 o'clock and go until we're done. Um, the Reiki share is a little different. It's for, it's for all levels of Reiki. And to those people who don't even know what Reiki is, um, they, just wanna, mm-hmm. they just heard about it. I want to experience it. And it's a very low-key evening where we answer questions. Students get, get verification on what they're experiencing. Masters, we all share techniques with one another. And new folks, we, we get to um, satisfy their curiosity about exactly what Reiki is. Um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Melba Black, I'll be sure and check her out. She does all of our Reiki um, teaching here. I was never called to do that. It's not something I do. But, but Melba is always having classes here from Reiki 1, 2, and Master level classes by, by uh all means, check the website because all those dates are out there. Um, and if there's something in particular you're looking for, like I said, give us a call because there's always different kinds of classes going on here, from from doing uh, qigong to to doing um, um, we're doing soul collage here coming up in a couple weeks. So by all means, check us out. And I can say I've been a client of both yours. I went to one of your uh, chakra toning uh, workshops uh, last a couple years ago, Paula, and had an afternoon lesson and uh, made all kinds of interesting sounds while, while sitting around on the floor with a group of other brave people who were willing to open our mouths and just let stuff kind of happen. <laughs> and uh, then I went to coming uh, in the middle of rush hour traffic all the way up 400 to meet you at your Reiki share one time and had an awesome, awesome experience as well. So I definitely am a, a advocate of, of people accessing all of the many gifts and experiences that two of you offer. And now, Marcus, I'm not going to forget you because you are also um, available for people for services. Can you share a, a, briefly about that and how people can contact you? Yes, ma'am, I can. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I am technically, my title is clairvoyant, and <laughs> I wrote a book about my life growing up and my experiences and learning about my gift and everything. Uh, the book is titled, Clairvoyant, my definition, my story, and uh, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, and you can even download it in Google uh, app or your iPhone app uh, app store. And um, basically, um, I do readings um, not too often. I tend to kind of uh, book myself and work hard, and then I take a break for like a month or so. <laughs> just to kind of get myself back in order and clear, you know, energy and stuff like that. So um, the best way to reach me is uh, through my Facebook page, Clairvoyant Marcus Howell, and I also have a phone number, 404-537-1818, and you can make appointments there um, if you want to get a reading. And um, basically that's about it. Um, I, I I have another job. I'm a, I'm in real estate, so... That's usually what I do to keep my, you know, my brain occupied because I'm one of those people who hardly ever sleeps. <laughs> so, uh, you know, do they can help you with that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we talked about we talked about insomnia, yeah. hypnosis for insomnia the other day. <laughs> oh man, I've tried that, and you know, it's it's funny because um, 
I, I, I can, like, stay up till sometimes 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and just be wide awake, and then I'll be so sleepy, and I'll go to sleep and then wake up and feel like I had a good night's sleep, and it'll be 5.30. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, thinking, at, least, you know at least you feel rested you at the end of that little three-hour nap because uh, your typical person Mostly, starts to feel very yeah. frazzled about the insomnia thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I don't know. Really I think it's tied it's it's into my gift. But, yeah. The brain. Well, I'm just really mm-hmm. excited to have had each of you uh, join me for the conversation. I want to share with everyone, I will be uh, putting links uh, in in the description box when you're listening to this video, either on Blog Talk or on YouTube. I will be putting links to uh, and information for contacting Ben, Paula, and Marcus, as well as I will put links to the interviews that each of you have had with me on the Psychic Inside Show because I tell you, your individual journeys are so inspiring. I love hearing how people have walked into who they presently are. And each of you shared so much uh, of your life stories on my show previously, and I absolutely want to make sure we get those episodes out for everyone. I do want to let everyone know on March 18th here in the Atlanta area is going to be the next Vibrary Elevation Station. And Elevation Stations are pop-up events where you can come to shop with holistic vendors and also get psychic readings. So it's kind of a holistic expo. It will be March 18th, which is a Sunday, down at the Cupcakery in East Point, Georgia, from 1 to 6. You can find me on The Vibrarian on Facebook, and the event schedule is there, as well as all the episodes of the shows. I invite you to come back next week on Tuesday. We're going to be back at our usual time, which is at 9 p.m. in the evening. I've got several people lined up, uh, Dr. Shahrazad Taylor, for one, Um I've got like four other psychics lined up to come on Tuesday. And then on our Thursday show, we're going to be getting ready to talk about ayahuasca and the medicine path. So if you're interested in things such as peyote and toad medicine and all that, that's going to be a topic of conversation. And who knows what's going to unfold next? It's always an adventure. I (laughs) so appreciate each of you who have joined today. Uh, Paula, thank you so much. Thank you, Joelle. I appreciate it. And Ben, it was great uh, to connect with you today. I really enjoyed it. Marcus, I'm glad you called in, and uh, good to connect with you again as well. Ben, I thank you for joining me today as well. It was such a pleasure, Paul. It was a, it was a real honor to be on the show with you. Marcus, it was great to hear, hear your energy across the airwaves. Uh, I feel quite blessed, uh, and thank you all very much. And, Marcus, thank you for chiming in. As usual, I love when you listen and support the show and also when you contribute. I appreciate you. Thanks, Joelle, my my Libra sister. I love you. And uh, great to talk to you as well, Paula. And we'll be talking soon. And it was absolutely a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Penn. Well, all of you, as I always say, I absolutely hope that you have so many blessings in your life that it spills out from your arms and on to those around you to overflowing. And the light in me absolutely, absolutely honors and loves the light in you. Namaste.